Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, and welcome to another episode of HR in 15. I'm your host, Nancy Arado, Director of Marketing here at Prestige PEO. Very exciting. Today, we are joined once again by author, executive coach, and consultant, Jeff Gothelf. Jeff's latest book, Forever Employable, explores five steps that anyone can take to capitalize on their own expertise and build their own platform for success. And as an executive coach, Jeff goes into a few steps um, along, uh, let's start that one over. As an executive coach, Jeff goes a few steps further to help companies innovate and transform. So we continue the conversation today to explore how businesses can harness the individual expertise of their leaders and the value of agile thinking to improve their organizational cultures and propel success forward. Thanks for joining us once again, Jeff. Welcome. Nancy, thanks so much, Nancy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. Um, Our audience is going to love hearing from you again today. Your story is always so authentic. It's your personal story, and you've proven to be so successful. You have an incredible reputation and following online, and we look forward to diving right in today. Thanks for coming back. So let's get started. Um, Tell us a little bit about how does agile thinking contribute to becoming forever employable? Agile thinking, it's interesting. So agile is all the rage. Every organization today, you you stand up in a room of of a thousand people and you ask those thousand people, how many of you work with agile as your your methodology? I guarantee you 999 hands go up to say yes. And there's one hand in the back that kind of does that side to side wavy motion, that kind of that, you know, agile-ish type of thing. But generally speaking, that's what everybody's working towards. Now, the interesting thing is that I think a lot of organizations miss this is that they mistake agile the process for agility the goal, right? And agility the goal comes from agile thinking. Now, what we're talking about here is the ability to sense and respond, the ability to inspect and adapt, to learn very quickly and to adjust course based on what you're learning. That's what agile thinking is, and that's what agility is. Now, the way that that contributes to becoming forever employable As we talked about in the previous episode, one of the things that you're going to do is you're going to plant your flag, and then you're going to start telling stories. Now, how you tell those stories, what the format is, is it a video, is it a podcast, is it a tweet, is it a blog post, Um, is it a keynote at a conference, is going to vary. You're going to make some assumptions about what the best way is to reach an audience and to build that reputation and that network. And you're going to assume that the flag that you planted is the right direction to go in. Now, as you start to put these ideas out there, some of them are going to resonate. Some of them are not going to resonate. It's very frustrating because you never know which ones are going to resonate. I publish a blog post every Monday morning on top of giving talks and and tweeting and that type of thing. But the, the most regular thing that I do is a blog post every Monday morning. Now, there are some of those blog posts that I love and I think they're great and nobody reads them. 
and it kills me, breaks my heart. And there are blog posts that I write because, oh my God, it's it's Sunday night. I don't have anything ready and I'll just rattle something off and it becomes the most popular thing I've ever written online. And so you never know. And so you've got to keep putting things out there. It's really a quantity game because you put things out there and then the audience that reads it gives you a sense about whether or not this is valuable to them. And so as you're learning what's valuable, what the right format is, what the right content is, what the right distribution channel is for your ideas, you're adjusting course. And that's agile thinking. And so the more that you can learn from that, the more that you can let the bad execution go and double down on the good execution, the greater chance you have of becoming forever employable. It sounds really interesting how you can just achieve a level of confidence by trying and trying again. You're not being afraid to kind of put your story out there and um, improving upon that story or changing course if you're not getting the reaction or the interest that you thought you might. And you give some really fine examples of just that. So for agile thinking, how does this lend um, to one's role within a company, do you think? I think these days you've really got to take advantage of the uncertainty and the continuous change that's in the marketplace and harness that to help you excel inside your organization. So for example, every organization is going to write a job description for you. And especially as the company grows larger and larger and larger, or if you're working for a large organization, inevitably they're going to try to put you in a box. They're going to say, look, you are a business analyst, you are a project manager, you're in finance, you're in marketing, whatever it is, right? Um, as the market changes, as conditions change, as the economy changes, as there are uh, innovations in, in your industry, those are opportunities for you to take the lead inside your organization and create a sense of that you are even more valuable than they already think you are. And so you can say, look, hey, this, this everyone's talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning right now. Let's, I can figure out how that applies to marketing and I can give a brown bag lunch, talk about it next Wednesday. And I'll send out an invitation and we'll see who shows up. Hey, I can contribute to the corporate blog about this topic that I happen to, to keep as, as a hobby, a thing that I research on the side, right? The more that you can start experimenting with ways to add value to your organization, the more you either break out of that box that the organization has put you in or push the boundaries, expand that box. And then you, you're sort of writing your own job description and you're becoming increasingly more valuable to that company. And again, you can be forever employable inside the organization as long as you're adjusting your ways of working moving forward. And it's really, really important, right? So if you think about um, positions that have been around a long time, things like project management and marketing and so forth, right? Those, uh, the, the ways that those jobs manifest today in a, a world of continuous change, a software-driven world is radically different. If you're proactive about improving that and 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 proactive about getting better at your job by embracing these new methods and these new ways of working, you become forever employable inside your organization. It certainly sounds like a lot of what we do here at Prestige PEO in terms of thinking outside the box, um, you know, really thinking in an agile way, almost like being a change agent and thinking across the aisle, right? With, you know, how can we make improvements? Where are the handoffs? How do we become more efficient? And, you know, how are we servicing our clients in the best way possible? And what can we do in the future um, to make things feel better, to improve 
what we do for our clients, the whole experiment um, and of, you know, a better experience. So I, I love that, you know, it's all about the uncertainty and the experimenting to see what the outcome can bring us. Um, and it sounds like, you know, that's all really positive and everyone would want to do that. But I imagine there could be drawbacks, right? Or resistance to this way of thinking. Um, what would be some of the drawbacks? Did you want to kind of go down that road and, and talk about that as well? Absolutely. So let's talk about what the resistance is, first of all. And I run into this all the time. So there's a lot of resistance, even though Agile has been around now for over 20 years, there's still the sense that it's just a fad. It'll pass. I'll just wait it out. I, I've been here forever. I see this all the time when I do when I do corporate trainings. I'll I'll walk into the room and inevitably, inevitably, there's always one or two people who are sitting in a chair. This is, you know, face to face. I, I kind of miss those days a little bit. But someone's sitting in a chair. They got their arms crossed and they got that face where they're like, "Convince me, right? Convince me. I've been here for twenty years, right? I've I've outlived all the fads, right? So there's people who think that this is just a fad. There are people who simply don't know how this transforms their job." Or they're afraid that they won't know how to do their job in this new world, and so they resist it. And I think that that's it's tremendously detrimental to your growth inside an organization and to the organization itself. I'll, I'll tell you a story. So this happened literally today. I need to do some market research in another country, in another culture, a culture that I'm not familiar with, a country that's very far away from here. And I need, I need to get that research started. And so I'm, I'm looking for market research agencies in, the, in that particular country. I interviewed one of them today. I told them what I needed to get done, and I want them to write a proposal for me. And the pitch that I, I, I gave to them was, I said, look, I don't want you to come back to me with a proposal for a six-month ethnographic study. Right? I don't have that kind of time, and I don't have that kind of patience. I want to start small. I want to identify... Uh, where the most value is in the market. And then I want to dive deep into that and continue to iterate on our engagement and our approach over time. Now, if they came back to me and they said, look, Jeff, we don't work that way. We do these lengthy six month studies. It's kind of very, we've always done it this way. They would not be candidates for me to hire. Right. And so you're losing, you're going to lose business. You're going to lose uh, great employees. People are not going to be attracted to your organization. And people, are, and people within your organization, if, if there's too much of that resistance, well, those folks are going to leave and they're going to go to companies who actually provide an opportunity for them to learn and iterate and sense and respond and move forward. And so there's, there's a lot of, of drawbacks to uh, resisting agility, right? That's what, we're, that's what we're talking about, the agility of thought, the agility of process, the agility of ways of working. And I, and I think sometimes, you know, it's only natural that some people will feel a little more of a comfort level to kind of speak up and, you know, begin to start small and, and then dive into conversations and talk about evolving um, how they do things, right? And other people may sit back and say, this isn't for me. What if someone, you know, I get deflated? What if someone doesn't agree? But I think the more that a company maybe opens up to that, and others kind of, you know, become a part of even just the listening phase that they'll they'll feel more comfortable and overcome potentially some of that resistance. So th there's the, the, the amazing part about this way of working is that the, 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 the application of the process to implementing the process makes it easier 
to adjust your ways of working. Now, I understand that was very meta and convoluted, so I'll be very specific. Change is scary. Changing to agile ways of working is scary, especially if the whole organization is going to change to it, right? We don't have to change everybody overnight to a brand new way of working. That's a recipe for disaster. So instead of saying, look, we're going to change everything about how, how we do things today, pick one thing, adjust it, learn from it, improve on it, iterate on it, and then use that learning to then add a second thing, okay? The way that we were doing planning has now become agile. Terrific. Now let's talk about delivery. What does that look like? How do we become ag more agile in our delivery process? Well, what do we learn from agile planning? Okay, and you kind of you kind of expand the scope of the transformation across the organization until it impacts the entire culture, right? I think that if you try to change everything all at once, it's absolutely going to be a disaster. And so you can actually use the process to implement the process. Absolutely, and I think you just touched on the culture, and I think that you know as you're working on the planning phase and the distribution phase and kind of, you know, kind of immersing yourself in feeling comfortable, the delivery and the outcomes do begin to evolve and change and you feel more comfortable with the contribution. Wow, you know, I, I'm expressing um, and, and contributing and I see things improving and I'm feeling more comfortable. I'm feeling less resistant. And I think overall, there is that value on one's business, one's company. Um, as people are kind of working together and feeling better at not being resistant and really working on using the agile thinking methodology. So um, tell me a little bit more, how can um, businesses encourage agile thinking within their organization? Like how would one get started with kind of taking on this process? So there's a couple of things I think you can do. So the, really the, the two most important things, one is to reframe your work as a problem to solve rather than a solution to implement. So that's number one, right? When you give a team a solution to implement, then you limit their agility, you limit their creativity, and you limit their innovation. You're saying, I know best, this will absolutely work, just execute my vision. And sometimes that works, and a lot of times it doesn't work. If you wanna encourage agile thinking, Turn that around into a problem to solve and tell your teams, listen, we're experiencing this kind of shift in our business and we didn't expect it. And it's negatively impacting the business in this way. How might we improve the service that we provide so that we can change customer behavior in a specific way? So what you're doing is you're reframing the same problem, but instead of telling the teams what to do, you're, asking, you're, you're, you're explaining to them what problem you're actually solving and you're letting them do the work that you actually hired them to do, which is to be creative and to be innovative and to be problem solvers. And most importantly, and this is the second half of, of, of the, the answer to this question, is you're measuring success. You're changing the measure of success from did you deliver a solution to did you change the behavior of our customers, of our users, of our staff, if you're working internally. And so it's a fundamental shift from managing your teams to output, which is, can you make stuff, to managing your teams to outcomes, which is, can you change the behavior of our customers? Because when you change it to managing the outcomes, your teams have to go discover how to impact customer behavior in a positive way. And inevitably, they're not going to get it right the first couple of times. And so as they learn from their mistakes, they're going to pivot and, and get a better answer into the market. And again, that's agility, changing course based on evidence 
is agility. So frame the work as a problem to solve and change the measure of success to outcomes from output is a great way to start to encourage agile thinking within your organization. I, lo I love the philosophy there. It's it's really about thinking about what are you trying what you're trying to achieve within your group, within your organization, and then kind of backtracking and thinking about how, you know, how should we go about it and the creativity behind it and almost like creating a framework, but there's a lot of room for interpretation and how to get there. But at the end of the day, you know, we do this with our customers a lot. It's you know, how are they going to feel? Are we delivering value? Do they feel good about us? And that's what we're committed to do. And then we have discussions on how we're going to best make that happen. And everybody kind of jumps in and has different ideas. And um, that's how we're creating new programs. There isn't the book. There isn't the process that we have to live by. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity for people to feel comfortable kind of feeling that they'll have that agile environment. So, um, I love the success of what you're building, what you've done. Um, it's it's always great to have you um, on our show, and it's just really inspirational. I I mean, we'll have to bring you back again and again. So I just wanted to say, Jeff, thank you once again for joining us and for all this great information. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And to our podcast listeners, um, you know, if you'd like to continue this conversation on agile thinking, or if you have questions for Jeff. Um, he's always available. He's a great guy. We love talking to him. You'll like talking to him. And you can reach him at jeffgothhealth.com. So that's J-E-F-F-G-O-T-H-E-L-F.com. And of course, to hear more about um, advice from Prestige PEO and our community of experts, be sure to check out HRN15 on your favorite podcast or visit us at www.hrn15.com. Thank you again so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next time. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.